Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1411, an excerpt from the book, Master Your Code, The Art, Wisdom, and Science of Leading an Extraordinary Life by Darren J. Gold, and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Tuesday, welcome back to Optimal Living Daily or the OLD podcast, where I read to you from some of the best blogs I can find and get permission from covering self-help, minimalism, productivity, anything that I think is worth your time, sometimes book excerpts too, like today, I'll tell you more about today's author right after the reading, so for now, let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. An excerpt from the book, Master Your Code, The Art, Wisdom, and Science of Leading an Extraordinary Life by Darren J. Gold. One of my favorite stories that I like to tell, particularly when I'm encouraging leaders to notice and question their beliefs, is the story of Roger Bannister, the man famous for breaking the imaginary four-minute mile barrier. For centuries, runners had been attempting to run the mile in under four minutes. In the 1950s, the quest to break the barrier took on renewed importance, and a number of famous runners publicly and unsuccessfully attempted the feat. Many of the newspapers of the day began to question whether humans would ever be able to run a sub-four-minute mile. Then, in 1954, Bannister broke through the imaginary barrier, running the mile in 3 minutes and 59.4 seconds. An amazing feat for sure. But here's what's really interesting. It was only 46 days later that another runner broke Bannister's record. The following year, two new runners broke the 4-minute mark in the same race. Dozens followed, and as of this writing, more than 1,400 runners have accomplished the feat, including one runner who ran two miles in less than eight minutes. Nothing material changed with respect to human anatomy, track conditions, weather patterns, running shoes, or the human diet between the start of Bannister's race and the few years that followed. What then explains the sudden and dramatic explosion of athletic achievement? The only thing possible is the constraining power of the myth that man could not run the mile in less than four minutes. What Bannister had done was not just break the four-minute mile barrier, he shattered the myth that created the barrier in the first place. The paradigm had offered a limited set of actions available for runners to take. With that paradigm no longer in place, a whole new set of actions became available. Runners were literally free to run through that invented boundary. Imagine, if you will, that a runner came along and ran a sub-three-minute mile. Impossible, right? Yet all of a sudden, the actions runners would take that they could now see as even available to take would shift immediately. Training regimens, diets, running styles would all be examined, reconsidered, and tinkered with. All of this would happen because a new paradigm had replaced an old one that had locked runners into conventional ways of running. 
runners would literally now be running in a new world. Kuhn captures this perfectly in writing about scientific revolutions, quote, when paradigms change, the world itself changes with them. Led by a new paradigm, scientists adopt new instruments and look in new places. Even more important, during revolutions, scientists see new and different things when looking with familiar instruments in places they have looked before. It is rather as if the professional community have been suddenly transported to another planet where familiar objects are seen in a different light and are joined by unfamiliar ones as well. Of course, nothing of quite that sort does occur. There is no geographical transplantation. Outside the laboratory, everyday affairs usually continue as before. Nevertheless, paradigm changes do cause scientists to see the world of their research engagement differently. Insofar as their only recourse to that world is through what they see and do, we may want to say that after revolution, scientists are responding to a different world, end quote. What does it take for a paradigm to shift, for individuals to be metaphorically transplanted to a new world? According to Kuhn, paradigms only shift when there is a crisis, when the problems with the current paradigm are significant enough that the exploration of alternative paradigms is seen as critical. Quote, so long as the tools a paradigm supplies continue to prove capable of solving the problems it defines, science moves fastest and penetrates most deeply through confident employment of those tools. The reason is clear. As in manufacture, so in science. Retooling is an extravagance to be reserved for the occasion that demands it. The significance of crises is the indication they provide that an occasion for retooling has arrived, end quote. I'd like to offer an additional explanation. For me, paradigms shift and myths are shattered only when there is a fish with the wisdom to notice and ask about the water. Someone with enough courage and maturity to question conventions and see the paradigm itself. I believe that the great explorers, inventors, scientists, leaders, and thinkers have each had such qualities. They've intuitively been able to understand the constraining nature of the paradigm and have had the courage to question the particular paradigms and myths of their times. You have the opportunity and, dare I say, responsibility to cultivate your awareness so that you can see and question the paradigms within your own program and environment. You do not need to be a great thinker to do this, although you may very well be. You can do this as a parent, as a colleague, as a member of a team, as a leader of an organization in any area of your life. You just listened to an excerpt from the book, Master Your Code, The Art, Wisdom, and Science of Leading an Extraordinary Life by Darren J. Gold. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. And come by darrenjgold.com to learn more and to check out his book. I have that linked in this episode's description. Darren is one of the world's leading executive coaches and advisors to CEOs and leadership teams of many of the most well-known organizations. He trained as a lawyer, was a partner at two San Francisco investment firms, and served as the CEO of two companies. And the book Master Your Code has been highly reviewed by many CEOs of massive companies. Again, you can find more at darrenjgold.com. I'll leave it at that. Hope you're having a great day. Thank you for being here and listening to me and for subscribing to the show. And I'll be back tomorrow reading to you. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits.